Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Jeff Fidoni with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network. Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss the Chiefs' dramatic win against the Chargers on Thursday night, preview Sunday's game versus the Steelers, and talk about how the Chiefs are now the number one seed in the AFC. Joe, what a fun game that was Thursday. Uh, wow, Jeff. Yeah, that was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Maybe one of the best games, not only best Chiefs game, maybe one of the best games, maybe the best game of the year. And uh, I rewatched the fourth quarter when, when it was really at its best and there was so much scoring on both sides. And Joe, what actually stood out to me, other than the obvious moxie of Mahomes and the playmaking Kelsey, kind of the obvious takes there, you know, it was interesting to see how gassed the charges looked. Uh, Kelsey not only blew by the defense during his walk-off touchdown, but also on a 69-yard catch. And then Mahomes, too, on that 32-yard run. You know, Tyreek Hill was cramping up. These teams just looked exhausted to me. And I don't know if that was just because it was such an intense game on a Thursday night. Joe, I'm curious your take on that and if you noticed that as well. Oh, yeah, Jeff, that's a great point, right? You just said it right there, Thursday night. You know, it's just, it's, um, it just throws your whole schedule off, you know, in, in these games when you're playing games so quickly one after the other. Uh, it, can, it can take its toll on you. It's, these are physical games. You know, these, these teams are, you know, they're now, you know, 14 games in. We'll forget about the preseason. You know, you and I have our little jokes about that, how they don't really count anymore and, you know, people don't really – they don't – the, the, the organizations don't put a lot of effort and time into them, but you know, 14 games are long. It's long. And, and these teams are playing at, at a super high level and to play these kind of games on Thursday nights. And now we've got Tuesday night games, Monday night, like with this whole COVID stuff and some of these games being shut down, it's just throwing, it's throwing everybody's body clocks off. And um, you know, the chiefs had to go out to the West coast to play that game and, and get the travel day in and, you know, it can be it can be tiring, and you could see why they would be. I, I it, it seemed to me, if I had to say one team was better, and I'm doing air quotes, conditioned than the other, I would say the Chiefs seemed much better conditioned. Yeah. I, I, uh, whatever their strength and conditioning program is right now on the inside, they definitely. I'd have to give that you know unit or that coaching part of the coaching staff kudos because they seem to really where the Chargers out. And it's funny because they didn't even win the time of possession battle. Right. You know, it, wasn't, right. it wasn't like the Chiefs were just crushing them with time of possession right. and driving think, and driving. With, with how successful the Chargers run game was, you almost would think the Chiefs would be. But, Joe, it was really interesting to see that, like, you know, and credit Kelsey, he can really scoot. But, like, on those two plays, especially that last one, there were defenders there, and he just blew past them. And a lot of that is Kelsey's a fast guy. Even he's really fast with the ball in his hands. Great yards after the catch. We know that. But on Mahomes' run, I was just watching the expressions on Bosa just looked they, – they just looked 
exhausted. Hey, and that's not to say that's an excuse. I mean, the Chiefs, what they did in the fourth quarter in overtime, man, that, that's, that's, that was awesome. Well, you know, it was awesome what they did then. You know, they, they, they pulled the typical Chiefs that we usually talk about, Jeff, yeah. and they, you know, they're not fast starters. Now, they did score, obviously, early on. They had the 7 nothing lead coming out of the first quarter. They got that field goal in the second quarter. But, you know, they went into halftime losing the game. And, um, you know, they pulled it out again in the fourth quarter with what I would call two fourth quarter comebacks. Yeah. <laughs> right? They had to yeah. do it twice. And then they got to go into overtime. And, you know, they, they were definitely the, the Chiefs of old in my book as I was watching them get off to that relatively slow start. And then, obviously, just the gears just kick in for this team and they go next level when they get in the fourth quarter or they're a little bit behind. They just, they just, turn, they just have a way of turning it up. I mean, look, is that – they came out with the win. It was a great win on the road. You know, let's take it. Let's be positive about it. Puts them in the, in the top seed in AFC, which is fantastic. Um, so, you know, all in all, let's be happy about it. Things you do get concerned about are, you know, do we have the running game to sustain a long drive into the playoffs, right? Probably part was, of the reason. That was weird, Joe. Like, I thought that it, it, it seemed like flipped. I thought the Chargers have such a bad run defense statistically. I thought the Chiefs were going to gash them for the run, and it was, you know, we know Chris Jones and Willie Gay were out, but it was weird how that was totally flipped. Yeah, and I just think, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I, I got – let's – you don't want to take Patrick out of the equation when it comes to looking right. at the running game. But, you, you know, you got to keep him in there because it's a threat. He's a threat. If he finds – you know, his, his little open area to run the ball, he will do it. He can, he, I love your term. He can scoot, you know, just like Travis Kelsey, <laughs> but like not having that sustained running game, what, what it's, what it's not allowing them to do is it's not allowing them to effectively use their passing game. Now, granted, your fans are going to, our listeners are going to laugh and say, what do you mean not effective passing game? You know, Patrick threw for 410 yards, you know, uh, you know, Kelsey had 190, almost 200, three killed almost 150. So, Okay, yeah, it was effective, but I think they could be even more effective in their passing game, and they could be more dominant offensively if they just were able to sustain some better first and second down running plays. They've got the line to do it. I, I, I don't know what happens where the game plan gets off track where, you know, Eric Bieniemy and Andy don't want to just smash it down somebody's throat and just, you know, just, you know, pound Darrell Williams, pound Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Just start running the ball. They've got the physical line to do it. You know, they're playing well. The three interior guys are top ranked in the league, right? They're up there in the top five, ten, you know, linemen grading out in the league. And, you know, they, they have tackles who can push people around. So I think, I think if it were me, I'm not – I don't get paid to be the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, but I would do my best to see – down this stretch, what I could do to run the ball a little bit more to make the play action pass a little more effective. And if, you know, please, I hope this doesn't come true, but if Travis doesn't come out of COVID protocols for this game on the 26th, then, you know, against the Steelers, they're going to need the play action. They're going to need to run the ball. You know, they've got, I'm sure they're going to be game planning for a lot this week, depending on the personnel that ends up out on the field. Joe, uh, really good point and, and really timely there. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the Steelers later in the in the pod, but they're a team that their run defense has been a, a real weakness. You know, they gave up two games ago. They gave up what was the best rushing game of the year to, to Dalvin Cook, and then 
the Titans, even without Derrick Henry, gashed them pretty good uh, on Sunday. So that's that's something that will be interesting to see if the Chiefs can do uh, better, and I expect them to do better on Sunday. Yeah. The Chargers and the Chiefs are going to be playing each other in these kind of games for a long time. Yeah. I think that's, that is something that should be exciting for fans and also a little scary for Chiefs fans, <laughs> that I think these two teams are going to be – we're going to see this for many years, right, especially given the youth of both teams, relative youth of both teams, especially at some of the specialty positions. And um, I just think, I think we're going to be seeing these kind of battles from, from here on out. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited about where the AFC West is going, right? The Raiders, you know, pull that game out against the Browns. I mean, they're, they're still in the mix. I mean, I think the Broncos are kind of sliding into the, into the ether. I think they're pretty much going to be done here at this point, but you know, it's a really good division and I think fans should be really excited about it. And, And I thought, you know, I thought Justin Herbert was was fantastic. I I I just think it's going to be a battle that we're going to see, and and that we should all be excited about. And you know, and Joey Bosa, you know, just to put a cap on on what the the defense did. I I thought that I thought the offensive line. I know we always like to talk about the line. I thought when I went back and and watched some specific plays um, that I wanted to go back and watch. I was really excited the way that offensive line played together. They're really coming together. This is this has come. This has gone. 180 degrees from their biggest weakness and their Achilles heel to, I think, the strength of the team. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a lineman and I love watching the line. I really do believe this has become a strength. We've got a couple of things to fill in in the passing game on some of the one-on-one pass protections. um, But for the most part, uh, it it has become the strength, right? And especially when you look at the interior. We're going back to Grunhard, Zott, and Shields days at this point, mm-hmm. right, on the interior, which is really exciting. So I, I'm thrilled about that. I'm thrilled about the win. I think it gives them just the momentum they need going into these last three games. And, you know, I, I'm excited about this Chargers-Chiefs rivalry that's going to become a new one, I think. Yeah, and, and you know, Niang was now back at the offensive line, so they're not only doing better, finally, you know, healthy kind of with the, the, the line they envisioned. And to your point about – the Chargers Chiefs, yeah, I mean, Mahomes is 26, Justin Herbert is 23. I also expect this to be not only a good rivalry, but a fun rivalry. I mean, look at these teams go down the field with the – and two passers who are really fun to watch. We know, I mean, Mahomes, showtime with his his sidearm passes, his no look, and then Herbert's fun to watch too because he's just got an absolute cannon. And, Joe, I, I expect – I think these teams are going to see each other again. We, we said that last pod, and – that watching that game only reinforced that notion to me. Yeah, it sure looks like it's going to play out, right? When you look at, you know, when you look at the standings right now, I mean, you look at the AFC every, every time, you know, you think that this thing is, is going to shake out one way. If you would have looked at this, at these standings, you know, six weeks ago and where we are today, you know, um, you know, it's just, it just gets crazier and crazier. And the, the thing that not, not to do a segue into, into what we'll talk about the, the next opponent, which is the Steelers, but you know, they're going to be fighting for their proverbial life. They're, they're a half a game out of the wild card there. I looked at their schedule and there's not a whole lot other than, you know, all you can control is winning the next game. We know that, right. That's all teams can control. But if you look at it just from a schedule perspective, the only thing that that's all they really control because all the teams that they're playing are not playoff contender teams. They're not playing the Colts, they're not playing the Chargers, and they're not playing the Bills. So they can't gain that full game on those teams if they were to beat one of them, if they were playing them, which they're not. 
So they kind of have their control their destiny, but at the same time they don't control their destiny because yeah. you can't control your winning. And if they win out, that's great for them. But you know, the Steelers are going to have to rely on some, some other things to happen. And those other three teams I mentioned that are sitting in the wild card spot. And so they're going to be playing for the proverbial life. And Mike Tomlin, he, he, he does not give up on seasons. Yeah. So let me tell you, he, and I think, you know, look, as, as much as people want to fault Ben and he needs to retire and all that stuff, look, he's a gamer. He wants to win. He's got a lot to prove. And I think he's going to be gunning. This is a chance for them, the Steelers, to come into Arrowhead and maybe make a statement about the team that they could be. Um, and, you know, that could scare you a little bit. That should scare you a little bit, right? That this is a team that literally is fighting for its life. And we go back to our little thing we like to say, right? The Steelers have a whole lot more to lose than the Chiefs have to win. Right. You know, not that the not that the Chiefs don't want to keep that number one spot, but the Steelers have a whole lot to lose. Basically, their season it's a wash. It's done if they lose this game. Joe and we often say that is is the the determining factor in in uh, who wins uh, who wins those those Sunday games, and uh, we'll have more on the Steelers, more on the Chiefs number one seed. But yeah, Joe, to to piggyback on something you said about Mike Tomlin, Joe, he's never had a losing season. How amazing is that? He's been coaching since since 2007. He's been the head coach. They've gone eight and eight, but never a losing season. Um, and I don't think it's going to happen this year either. What what a remarkable job that is. Yeah, not if he has anything to say about it. And he, you know, if I know Mike Tomlin, he'll go out and play. He'll go out and he'll go <laughs> suit up if he has to to keep from having that losing season. He's a competitor, man. He's a great coach. I, I really have a lot of respect and and time for Mike Tomlin. So, you know, it, it's, and, and, you know, look, the Steelers were always my AFC team growing up, just to be honest, um, growing up in Pennsylvania and in Philadelphia, you know, I had uh, my Eagles on the East part of the state and then my, my, uh, my, my Steelers in the Western part of the state, because, you know, back then the Steelers, again, going back to conversations we've had about the Raiders, they're royalty. You know, you go back to those Terry Bradshaw, Mike Webster, LC Greenwood, Mean Joe Green, Jack Lambert, Jack Ham. You mean Franco Harris, Lynn Swan, Johnson? I mean, I name I can name them all because I that that was a team I I really loved because you know I used to love those Steelers because they were the teams back then in the '70s and '80s that could beat the Cowboys. They had a lot of battles. The most uh, Super Bowl wins of all teams, six. You know, and uh, and we'll have uh, more on the, the Steelers and uh, later in the pod. And don't worry, uh, listeners out there. Joe, that that might have been his AFC team now, but Joe is firmly now in the. Chiefs. He's only rooting for the Chiefs and his own fantasy team at this point. So that's it. Yeah, that's it. No, no, the Steelers have lost that seat to to my my alumni group. You know, my 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 NFL alma mater, the Kansas City Chiefs. Believe me, uh, but yeah, but they're but they're definitely in that category, and and it's it's. It's. I love when these old school teams play each other. It's just really exciting. You know, it's just it's just so fun. Well, we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V, five zero to receive your bonus from basketball football and NHL boxing and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Joe, you know, we talked about the slow starts um, of the Chiefs, but something that's interesting, I, I actually just I wrote a story for uh, Tuesday um, for Forbes about this. The Chiefs have scored – so their MO this year, they do start slowly, but their first drive is when they're at their best. They've scored – touchdowns in seven of their games or half the games on the opening drive. Um, and then they kind of, you know, then the, the offense sometimes has been kind of petering out a little bit and then they kind of pick it up late in the game. But that is uh, yeah. their MO. Joe, um, anyhow, uh, so I want to talk about that. And also, I mean, now uh, before we get into the Steelers, Chiefs now have they, – they had a good week. Not only this fun – they basically sewed up the AFC West in this super fun game with a walk-off touchdown. And then they saw the Titans and Patriots lose. Now the Chiefs are all alone in first place. At, uh, all alone is, is the f- number one seed at 10-4 and four, uh, in the AFC. Yeah, the, um, the, going back to the original part of your question, Jeff, that whole first drive thing is, you know, that's a, a lot of that's a product of scripted plays, right? You know, you – Team coaches spend a lot of time looking at the other team's weaknesses, the defenses that they will put up, and they will script, you know, sometimes the first 10 to 20 plays, and they'll have that ready for every situation, which I, I always thought was really cool. It gives, it gives your offense a chance to know what's coming and to be able to not have as many mental breakdowns or mental errors because you kind of rep those first 10 or 20 and you kind of know what you're going to be running, which is, which is really cool. And I think that's a great concept that started, you know, back in the nineties and into the two thousands where coaches, offensive coordinators would script those first series of plays and have them all ready to go and just kind of stick with them to see what happens rather than jumping around, Mm -hmm. you know, and thinking, all right, what's going to happen here. Maybe the Chiefs need to start scripting their first 40 plays. <laughs> maybe they just need to, like, maybe they just need to, you know, Eric Bieniemy needs to sit down and write down 40 plays he's not going to divert from. Some of them I hope are going to be running plays because I, really I really want them to push the run this week. I, I, I think it's important going into the stretch, into the playoffs, that, you know, they're going to start playing, you know, as, the, as Marty Schottenheimer used to say, the pyramid starts getting really tight at the top. And as the fit gets tighter – teams you're just going to start playing better and better teams right as you get into the playoffs and then the next round and the next round and get to the Super Bowl and they're going to need that run game I I don't you know I don't care what anybody says they're going to need to be able to run the ball at some point to get past a team and to be able to to pound it you know and not just you know extend the running game with quick short passes or you know do the RPO type stuff I mean they really are going to need to pound the football so I I think Clyde Edwards Edwards Alaire can do it. I know Darrell Williams can do it. They're physical. I know Clyde's really small and you know, it's very noticeable when you see him on, you know, with these cool cameras that they have end zone cameras, the side view cameras, like we've got these HD things going on on the field. And when they show he's really small, like when you look at him and it's not like the, I mean, the chiefs are big, their line is big. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're massive, but they're not like, they're not super massive. You know, they're not like where they used to have these, you know, they were used to having these six foot six, six foot seven tackles. You know, they're, they're, they're a good sized line, but they're not, they're not mountain men. Um, and so, because, so, and even next to them, Clyde looks really small. Yeah. But uh, that, we all knew. That's necessarily a bad thing. I kind of like those backs. You can kind of hide behind the linemen. Sometimes make it a little bit tougher on those defenses. 
Exactly. And, and, and I'm going to go one step further, Jeff, and say that Clyde can pound it. Yeah. I have seen him, I have seen him get his legs moving to the point where he is really hard to, he's hard to bring down. So, you know, I just think they're going to have to at some point take care of that. I know, look, I know you want to keep everybody healthy and, you know, that's not your, your most effective thing for, for running back health, right? Is It's just pounding them in there like Earl Campbell and Walter Payton. But, you know, I just think, if they're going to make this run, they're going to have to have to have to learn how to do it. And and I think that's 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 really what I would would hope that what I would hope they would do. And this week will be a, a good one to show it again, because that is matchup uh, favorable. This this is going to be a tough one, Joe, um, that, you know, this is a like you talked about Tomlin. This is a feisty Steelers team that uh, they've had their back against the wall several times this year against you know, the Raven, people kind of keep counting them out. I have too. It's like a big Ben. He looks kind of finished. He's, there's rumors that it's his last year and, you know, their, their defense doesn't look like what it was or offense, but they, they find a way. Um, and, you know, big Ben's won an arrowhead before along those lines of, of the Steelers uh, being a tough out. Joe, I have, th- this might become a reoccurring segment because I found a stat that you're going to like. Um, All right. Shows shows how good, how tough the Steelers are. So they have the second most points in the fourth quarter. Um, We saw this against the Titans, Mm -hmm. uh, their comeback. Then even when they were getting just destroyed against the Vikings uh, the week before, they made it the game, nearly winning that. Um, Anyhow, so they have the second most points in the fourth quarter, averaging 10.1 per game. And they have an NFL best, 15.7 15.7 in the last three. So that's kind of how I see this game going. Um, that I think the Chiefs get kind of a lead, um, but the, the Steelers come back and the Chiefs just sneak this out against a very desperate um, and well-coached uh, Steelers team. No, that's, that's fantastic insight, Jeff, and great stat. I mean, my gosh, that's amazing that we can pull that stuff and have that at our fingertips, right? Um, it would have taken months a couple of years ago to figure out, right? You have to go look at all the, and even, and even just to think of that stat, right? Uh, that's a great stat to even think of. And I, I, you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff that can scare that, you know, that scares this team, you know, teams that can go toe to toe with the chiefs tend to have games like we had last week with the chargers, right? They, they, they'll let the chiefs will let you hang around. They'll let you hang around. Um, and then bam, you know, they will, you know, it becomes a game in the fourth quarter. It uh, used to be back in the day, the cardiac kids. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we used to call this one group of Phillies back in the day that were like always scoring in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings of baseball. And it gets your heart going, you know, when you're down and you, you need to score. And I got to say, I, uh, I I think I had something to do with, uh, with the Chargers win, you know, the win over the Chargers. We uh, Jen and I went and grabbed uh, some barbecue uh, from a local barbecue place that they actually lived in the Midwest. They lived in the Kansas City area, came to the to Philly and opened up a barbecue joint. And, uh, you know, we big, bad, big, bad wolf barbecue. And we we went there and, and had some burnt ends and some brisket. And uh, we were like, all right, we're going to we're going to treat this uh, this Chiefs Chargers game like a good old fashioned Casey tailgate. And uh, we had baked beans. Uh, white bread, like we did, we did it all, and uh, it was um, it was fun. And uh, so I think I think I had bringing that barbecue mystique back to that game. I think is really what oh, put them over the edge. So going going to have to have that pregame meal, that game meal, 
each game going out into the playoffs might give a new meaning to cardiac kids. That, that yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So now I'm waiting for my congratulatory tweet from Andy uh, for doing that, for taking one for the team and having barbecue before this game. But, um, you know, it, it, and Jeff, you had mentioned this, this AFC, uh, man, wow. It's, uh, it's wild. I mean, it's, it's, it's really pretty amazing, you know, what we're seeing with the parody and, um, you know, how, how each week, you know, things just seem to change on the regular, you know, I mean, who would have thought the Patriots, you know, the Titans, you know, struggling against the Steelers, not really able to put up points. I mean, you know, the Bengals bounce in there now as the, as the division leader. I mean, that's, that's going to, that's going to be a game where, you know, the Bengals, while they might be leading their division at this point, when they play the Chiefs, that could have playoff implications for them to even get in. Right. Because, you know, a loss to the Chiefs or, you know, um, another loss for the Bengals could actually kick them out of that. um, You know, uh, it will kick them out of their division lead and and may even kick them out of the wild card because it's so tight. So tight. Um, The Ravens Sunday, a very desperate Ravens team who got beat badly by the Bengals. And that's that's going to, you know, that's going to be a tough game. If the Bengals could easily lose that, they're really going to be in a good team in real desperation mode against the Chiefs. Yeah, so it should be fun. It should be fun. I think I think Chiefs fans should, should love the way this AFC is shaken out. It's going to be a fun playoff run. And, um, you know, we've got three more games to go, which still, still, Jeff, is still odd for me to say 17-game season. I just, like, the first time I see someone's regular season record and I see it, you know, adding up to 17, you know, whether the, you know, the Chiefs go 13-4 and four or somebody ends up finishing, you know, seven and 10, like one team, like you're like, wow, that's just so bizarre. <laughs> like it's just so bizarre. I, I'm not used to it either. Well, say goodbye to Dole Gifts. Lightbox lab grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year using cutting edge technology and innovative techniques. They've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift that they'll never want to take off. The price said they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com, and that's L-I-G-H-T-B-O-X, jewelry.com, to add sparkle to your holiday sharpening. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Uh, Joe, and, and also the getting back to the Steelers game here, they're not only um, facing a tough Steelers team, of course, when we're making these predictions, they're also kind of facing COVID. Um, we don't know if Kelsey, uh, who, who I guess uh, tested positive but is vaccinated, will be back. Uh, I, I think it sounds like now he only needs to test negative once rather than twice uh, before. So hopefully he can make it back. Um, and we don't know about the, the also – uh, Tarverius Ward and Harrison Butker, and then the guys who missed the Chargers game. Uh, we saw the, Im- the impact of Chris Jones's absence. Um, anyhow, so do, how do you how do you uh, see this game? What's what's your prediction here? I, I, I'm going to like agree with you, Jeff. Not to to seem like I'm taking the easy road uh, out of this one. I, I, I see it the same way. I think the Chiefs are going to jump out on the Steelers. I really do. And 
look, if they have Travis, if they don't have Travis, that's offensively, that's like their biggest thing, right? I think, you know, it's going to obviously from a kicking perspective, we don't want to come down to a field goal and not have, you know, the sure-footed Harrison Bucker in there. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll skip that one for a while and talk about the full-time offense. I, th- I think Travis is, you know, it's our, the biggest the biggest hole. You know, look, trying to take a positive side of it, glass half full, if Travis misses this game for whatever reason, he doesn't come out of COVID protocol, maybe it forces the Chiefs to look at something a little different and expand their playbook a little bit, yeah. and they might find something. Who knows? Um, I, I I still think it's it's a huge loss, obviously. Don't want to be without. This is a real – you know, my pick – I still think the, the the Chiefs win by like squeezes out without Kelsey, but Joe, that's a real against a good, desperate Steelers team without Kelsey. That that's 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 scary. You yeah. know, and they're and the, and Patrick's going to have to rely on you know finding other receivers, and uh, you know he's going to have to really uh, really work for this one, and I think the line's going to have to really work for this one to get that running game going and maybe control the clock, you know, and. I'd like to see them do that. I'd like to see them get out early, be explosive, start to control the clock, start to shut the Steelers down a little bit, wear them down, because they can do it with that offensive line. And I see it, you know, to answer your actual question, I see I see the Chiefs winning by 10 um, if they have Travis. I think if they have Travis and they get their whole offense going – uh, I think it's just going to be a little too much. As desperate as the Steelers might be, I think it's like a 24 to 14 point game, mm-hmm. you know, a 10 point win. You know, the Steelers are going to score. Big Ben knows how to put points up and Mike Tomlin knows how to put a game plan together. So, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be anything like the excitement that we saw against the Chargers, you know, indoors, you know, with two arm slinging quarterbacks like, like that. Um, so I, th- I think I see it going like 24, 14. I think if, I think if, if, you know, if Travis doesn't play, I think it could be – I think it could inch up to like a 21-17 game, mm-hmm. you know, where the Chiefs pull it out, you know, and they win by four. Um, and they just don't put as many points up, but they kind of control the game and win the time of possession battle with some some extended running game and more of a play-action, you know, running game attack. So that that's how – those are my two predictions with Kelsey and without. Guys who missed – you know, Chris Jones, we, we saw – I always saw Chris Jones as the best player on the Chiefs defense, and he, in his absence, he kind of showed that. I, I think of him as such a pass rushing force, but they missed him against the run too. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, with Najee Harris, uh, the, this Steelers line is is kind of overhauled from what it used to be. But Najee Harris is a is a talented uh, rookie who could uh, pose pose problems. So, Joe, we have your Steelers prediction: Chiefs now ten and four, one seed in the AFC. Do you think they? Keep maintain that one seed. There's been a lot of shuffling in the AFC, and do you think they go back to the Super Bowl? Uh, you know what? It's it's still. I mean, we've got three games left, so it's not that early. Uh, it's still a little early to 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 be bold about it, Jeff. Yeah. But I I I would give the Chiefs in my own. Now this is all gut. I did not. I do not have algorithms and formulas to calculate this. this is my total gut feeling on knowing what I know, I give the chiefs about a 65 to 70% chance of winning out. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think, you know, barring anything crazy, you know, like Patrick going into COVID protocol, like, you know, like let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's just say as it is today with the offense that yeah. they have and getting Chris Jones back, you know, I see, I see the chiefs winning out. I think about a 70% chance uh, of that. So that that's where I would bank on. And then I see them going. I 
I see them going back to the Super Bowl. I've been watching enough of the other teams through highlights, through games that have been on, you know, going back and looking at, at film. Um, I, 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 I see them, I see them going back to the Super Bowl again, barring big injuries as a point in time today, if this team makes its way through, I think they're, I think they're destined to get back uh, to the Super Bowl. Um, and I think they have a really good percentage chance of doing that. I'd, I'd give them a, at least a 50% chance of getting back to the Super Bowl. I, I think so too. You know, a week or two ago, it looked like they might have to go through, you know, Foxborough or a, a real tough environment. If they, if they only have to play two games and they, you know, playing at Arrowhead, such an advantage. I, I, I like the Chiefs as well. And that's why I think it's so key these last three games. And, and Joe, this is such a, such a, a, a boring, not, not jumping out of a limb there to make a, you know, a bold take or anything. But really, I, I do think it's, it's health. And not only like the, the week-to-week COVID things, because at least those guys come back. You know, the Chiefs, especially with Niang, came back, are remarkably healthy, and the, which is mm-hmm. such a great thing. And you look across the league, you know, the other contenders, the Titans, the Ravens have just been uh, ravaged. If, if the Chiefs, I think, stay healthy and don't miss one of their core guys, you really got, uh, got to like their chances. Um, and they've been, again, remarkably healthy. They're, they're as healthy now, I think, as they've been the whole season. And, again, I'm not referring to the Kelsey thing. Of course. You know, Edwards E. Lair had that injury. He's back. Niang is back. Um, Chris Jones and Frank Clark are back. Um, you know, that's that's yeah. that's really is I, I'm looking at more of these teams that like kind of go up and down. You know, like the 49ers had a little bit swoon because they were so uh banged up. I know we're talking NF- NFC too. The Browns got so banged up with the uh, Mayfield's in- injuries. You, you just look through and, and again the Titans were playing great before. Derrick Henry uh, among, and also the receivers getting hurt and some of their yeah. backs. That's just yeah. going to be so key. It is. And Jeff, it's funny. Speaking of injuries, a funny little anecdote. When, when we were watching the game, it must've been, I must've like rubbed barbecue sauce in my eyes and I took my <laughs> eyes off the, off the, off the television for a quick second when the, when the Chiefs ran that QB sneak against the chargers. And I literally turned to my wife and said, Oh God, no. Why are they I, – because I, I didn't see Blake Bell come in and I didn't see him get under center. I just – I just I must have either taken my eyes off the screen or I must have been grabbing something to eat or something. I just – all I remember is turning back and seeing that QB sneak happen and my first my, – my stomach just dropped. I was like, no, Patrick can't be running the sneak. And then, and then I saw Blake Bell get out of the pile. I was like, oh, thank goodness, right? That's, I was like, whew. So, you know, you're right. This is a healthy team. And, um, I, you know, I just think – I think Chiefs fans should be really excited. I think I think everybody who follows this team should be really excited about where they are. Totally. And I don't think you will see another Mahomes. <laughs> There's a great call of Blake Bell who used to you – know, he was nicknamed the Belldozer in college. He was actually – he's a tight end now, but was a college quarterback who was a very big guy, physical guy, which is why he's a tight end. So it was, it was, it was a great call. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's not risk pass – Patrick, yeah. anytime, especially with three games left to go in the season. Well, if you enjoyed this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.